Maybe Morgan dressed like Wolverine Maybe Dave ate his way out of trouble Maybe Tuscan's diorama came in last Maybe Morgan tunneled out of jail Maybe Dustin ran for council member Maybe Dave found himself horribly miscast Find out what happened Yes, find out what happened Since when last we left our Welcome to When Last We Left Our Podcast, a bi-weekly storytelling podcast hosted by me, Morgan Pielli. Me, Dave Worth. And me, Justin Diodato. Each week we tell true life stories inspired by events that happened to us since the last time we recorded this podcast. When last we left our podcast, Dave got some screaming, Morgan got some yogurt, Dustin got some onion dip, and special guest Lynn Bixenspan got some heckles. This week, Dustin sees an old lady on the street. Morgan has a crappy week. And Dave goes for a run. Dustin, what happened to you since last we left our podcast? Well, first thing I want to clear up is that if I made a diorama, it would not come in last. So that's not a possibility. No, that's true. You are really yeah. setting yourself up for when we have our diorama contest. Yeah. The expectations are through the roof now. Yeah, they should be because I excel in diorama <laughs> making. Is I'm this, very good at making tiny little have, <laughs> Is this something that you had to do a lot of in your life? I, yeah, I, I made some dioramas in my time. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, throw so shit down. Yeah, that's why you, you, you always got to have an empty shoebox ready to go that's for a true. situation like that. Um, <laughs> if you're a champion dioramist, you always have a shoebox ready to go. Yeah, I guarantee you, I can find them in this apartment right now. Do you think a kids still make dioramas? I'm sure they do. I hope. I hope they do. I would and, hate to see that skill go away. And, and B, like the rotary as, as phone. A, as a follow up, do you think there's an app? Yeah, I think oh, Minecraft is. Minecraft is a diorama I mean, today. Yeah, except oh, kids like good. doing it. Yeah. Kids love Minecraft. I liked I love doing dioramas. Diorama. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't good at. It. I wasn't a yeah. diorama champion like this gentleman. I I got. Exactly. I think I. I don't recall, but I think I got. I. I knowing me, I got very frustrated with them. Of course, I mean, it takes a long time cutting out that silhouette of Harriet Tubman, but right. ultimately, yeah. it's worth it. Is it when you have that Is silhouette it? of her in the Underground Railroad because you mistook that as not as a metaphor, but for an actual railroad underground. With minecarts and, and whatnot. Did you? <laughs> no, but a, a, a classmate of mine did do that. And we're like, <laughs> oh, oh, sweetie. That's adorable. Uh, well, that's, I mean, and now she's the CEO of Time Magazine. Yeah. <laughs> we're sitting in a hot apartment in a story <laughs> recording a podcast. Uh, we are in Studio 3C. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. At 30 Rock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, 3A, actually. Uh, that's what it's named. Um, anyway, uh, so my story I, for the last, um, I guess, probably more so than this, but I just track it as this, for the last seven years, I've been part of the visually impaired community. And it's one of those communities that you don't necessarily choose to be part of, but you are, you become part of one day. Uh, and whenever you're part of a community that you, that you do not possess the ability to leave, um, you're very sensitive as to who's in that community. And you, you pay a lot of attention to like, make sure that they're representing you well. You know, so as a person who has started using a cane, um, I notice other people with canes quite frequently because I want to make sure that they're out there being cool, you know, <laughs> because the people hear that you are, you have a cane, like I, I want representatives out there that, that speak well, you know, and most of the famous people out there that are blind, you get your Ray Charles or Stevie Wonder type folks, um, they're pretty cool, you know, but on the streets of Manhattan, it's not as frequently as cool as you would hope 
it to be. Uh, and my office is on 23rd uh, between 5th and 6th. Um, and on 5th is uh, a school for the blind. So we see a disproportionately large amount of people who use canes on our block. And it's got the little thing where you, like, you hit the button and it says, wait, wait, wait. What you don't like to cross the street, uh, which is actually amazingly helpful. Um, but I'm, I'm very sensitive to people. And this past week, uh, we were walking to ice cream. Um, there, there's an ice cream truck, like a good humor man on the corner. Uh, so me and a couple of my, my colleagues were, were walking over there. Uh, and we saw mostly like, uh, we saw two people coming at us, uh, when we were walking to ice cream and they were both, uh, sort of, they were fine, but like they had like these like weathered beaten up canes, you know, and like they looked kind of just weird, you know, and that's a weird thing for me to say, but it was just kind of like, I, I want you to be kept put together. I want you to like, to, to be nice and have like a normal, like, cause here's the thing, the cane that I own, um, it's the second one that I, I purchased. Uh, if you go to the website, Ambutech, it's the one with like three S's next to it. It's the most expensive one that they make. Um, with all the bells and whistles. And it's $35. What are the bells and whistles? Um, it's like that it, it, it's shinier in this way. It's lighter because it's like okay. a graphite kind of thing. So that like uh, it compared to like the metal ones, it feels like nothing. Mm. Um, like the best one on the market is $35. So you don't have an excuse for having like a beat up cane. Just, just, just like a stick with some paint on right, it. Right, right. Which is what like some of these people had. And I was like, come on, man. Um, so anyway, we're, we're get we get the ice cream, uh, and my, you know, my colleague, uh, as like, you know, we've seen all this stuff and my colleague asked me like, Hey, do you, would you ever consider getting a dog? And I said, yeah, well, you know, I mean, I like, uh, they're free. So sure. Like seeing eye dogs, I mean, not like just random dogs. You have to pay for random dogs. But seeing eye dogs, they give you. Um, but like generally if you have a cane, um, and not a dog, you can see, you can get around and all that. Um, she's like, oh, okay, you know, I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that if a person has cane, it's likely they have some vision. Yeah, 90% of people who use a cane have some level of vision, um, mm. because, like, the dog will assist them from getting to point A to point B because they can't necessarily see where they're going. The cane won't really assist you getting from point A to point B. It'll just keep you from walking into something. Right, right. right. So, uh, if you are... If you know if you're that far along, you will uh, you'll have a dog. Um, so we were coming back, uh, and there was an old lady walking towards us who had a cane. Um, and old ladies, I can feel like comfortable about because they're like old ladies, you know, like they don't need to look cool. Like old ladies just look like old ladies. They all sure. look like old ladies. Um, and she seemed particularly like. Uh, the word I want to say is pathetic, but it's not the word that I mean. She seemed like she was in very much in need of help. Like she seemed like she was kind of overwhelmed and, you know, um, and we were like halfway across the street coming to where she was. And we could even hear her being like, excuse me, excuse me. Like, and we're like, Oh, we, we need to help this lady. There's clearly something, you know, she needs help. Um, and, uh, uh, a couple behind her said, yes, yes, what, what can we do to help you? And as if transforming into another creature entirely, 
she screamed at them and goes, no tourists. Why do tourists always want to help me? <laughs> what? <laughs> and, and the cane goes, what? The cane goes from being on the floor to swinging wildly <laughs> at the people. <laughs> and just wildly in general. Why are there always tourists? How did she she know? I don't know. (laughs) I have no idea. Maybe, I mean, some New Yorkers are nice. Yes. Was that like a test? Did they help you? There are tourists. And she was asking for help. She was saying, excuse (laughs) me. Like, and not in that, like, excuse me, but like in a, excuse me. Like, like a pleading sort yes, of. Yes, in a pleading kind of way. And the minute someone tried to help her, <laughs> she freaked the fuck out and swung her stick at people. So we were going to help her, and then we all universally agreed, like, nope. <laughs> this lady is on her. I don't care how old she is or what she's doing. I'm not getting hit with this cane. And then we moved on, and we went back to our office. And then all regretted it because we had so many questions. Yeah, there was so <laughs> much going on there, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's my story. It's not. <laughs> Did they visually read as tourists the people who were helping? No, no. They're, they're, what the fuck? No, they were. Just, it was just like a couple who was walking down the street. Like there was no. Yeah, you know, they didn't have she like was a just trying to track people and then call them tourists. Right. That, that, so as far weird. as I know, because they didn't get to the point where there was a question or yeah. anything involved. There was no like. She she just yeah. she's she's like a some sort of Venus flytrap. <laughs> yeah, um, like a video game character. Yeah. Like you you get too close and you activate like the secondary code. Yes. It's a swinging mode. She has two options. Yeah. And 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 I was thinking about it briefly afterwards because like like because there was that part of me that gets it. Like as a person, um, you know, who reads as a visually impaired person. People will sometimes grab you by the arm and pull you across the street because they think you're going to die crossing the street and that mm-hmm. you can't see. So I get that, like, sometimes there's the, like, don't help me kind of thing. I've got it. But don't ask for help and then yeah. attack people. Right. Because <laughs> then you're just a crazy person. Yes. Sick, and no one wants to help Yeah. That. So she's a bad representative of visually impaired people. <laughs> yeah. I... Yeah, that's... um. I mean, I, the only thing I could think of is maybe she's like, maybe she's schizophrenic or something. She has some sort of, I mean, clearly there's something else going on with this person. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. And, which is one of the things, and that's one of the things that's always horrible because then like, they really do need help, but you, you can't help them if they're going to start attacking you when you do yeah. try to help them. And I, and I, I mean, I have, a, like, you can hurt somebody if you yeah. swing that wildly at somebody, like, Ooh, Particularly yours, because yours is all the bells and whistles. Yes, it does. It's a deadlier weapon. <laughs> it's got the stun yeah, gun. It's got the, yeah. Yeah, the knives yeah. that no, fold there's, out. There's the regular grip, and then there's the golf grip. Oh, yeah. Which makes it easier to hold. Um, there's the default tip, um, and then there's the mushroom tip or the ball tip, which is right. the one that I have. And the morning star tip. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the ball, the spiky ball right. on the chain. And then there's the metal, graphite, and aluminum. Wow. I wanted the graphite. Yeah, you're basically swinging around a golf club at that point. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, no, I could don't I help could, that woman. Don't, I could, I could, don't, you, you, leave her to the wolves of New York. Yes, and we did. She yeah. is one of them. Yeah, she is well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she clearly. <laughs> she she's in her own personal the gray right now. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, now that I think about it, though, maybe she is a good representative for the blind because it's like, okay, don't fuck with them. Yeah, seventy five year old lady will take your ass out. Yeah. She yeah, she's clearly not helpless. Yeah. <laughs> All so, right, that's my story. That is a delight. Um... My story is also about stupid things happening. It's about my poopy week. Uh, this past week was a delight, wrapped in it and joy. But the week before that was um, just a series of stupid 
frustrating things. Uh, it started on Monday. Um, I didn't have anything planned uh, that Monday, and I was just going to go home from work and do what I normally do, which is go to the coffee shop with my computer and draw. Um, but at the last second, uh, the last couple of hours of work, someone I know from the coffee shop posted that they were hosting an open mic variety show. And I emailed them. I'm like, hey, does that mean like storytelling? She's like, yeah, it'd be great. Come on over. Um, people are going to be workshopping stuff. I'm like, okay, well, I have this story that's like, it's really, it's really unformed and it'd be great to kind of workshop that in front of a crowd. So, all right, I'll go to this, this eight o'clock open mic. It's like a 10 minute walk from my apartment. There's no reason to not go. So I go to this open mic at uh, this tavern nearby and I get there at eight o'clock, which is, or I got there at seven 30. It's supposed to start at eight. I'm like, okay, they're a little early. What's up, Dave? Tavern. Yeah, well, I'm trying to not use the actual name, but the, the word tavern is in the name. Oh, okay. I'm not just being pretentious yeah. and snooty. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, I mean, it's, you know what, fuck, I'll give them a plug. Queen's Tavern. They're a perfectly lo- lovely establishment. I've, I have no animosity towards the place, um, nor towards this person. But the thing that was frustrating was that it was advertised as starting at 8, and it didn't start till 9.30. And I got there at 7.30, so then I just kind of had to hang around for two hours. Because no one told me when it was actually starting, and I just kept looking at my watch. So you spent two hours for five minutes? Yeah, awesome. more than that, because while it started at 9.30, um, she took our names out of a hat, but we knew ahead of time like what order we're going in. I'm going fifth. I'm like, okay, well, that's not too bad. Everyone gets five minutes. Um, five times uh, five is... 25. Thank you. 25. Did you uh, not know that, or were you pausing for effect and I fucked No, I, No, no, I was pausing to think, and then my mind went blank because I panicked. Normally I can do math, but okay. for some reason I just blanked. So I do appreciate that. I like the idea of you like shopping for food and getting to the front and the <laughs> being like that'll be thirty five dollars and you look in your wallet and like numbers floating. Wait, I have four apples. <laughs> um, Take money. Give me back give, appropriate. Give money. me food. Money for food. So, so I was going up fifth, but I didn't actually go up fifth. I went up like eighth or ninth. So by the time I actually got up on stage, it was eleven o'clock. And my bedtime is ten thirty. So I'm already just like. And I'd had a drink, so I'm already not at the top of my game because I'm a lightweight. And couple, a couple things about this open mic. It was a variety show open mic. Um, nobody there was workshopping. Everyone who was there was fucking polished. They were killing it. There was a, a stand-up comic who's pretty well-known that I'm friend, I'm like acquaintances with, and he was killing it. Like, it was a really good group of people. She had brought all these people from other uh, open mics that she does. You can just say it. Jim Gaffigan. It's it was fun. Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. Uh, let me promote his new show. Um, and then the other half of the, the crowd in the audience was everyone that I know from Norma's, my favorite coffee shop where I normally hang out and draw. And they've never seen me perform before. And they were all excited to see me perform. So I go up on stage and I do a story that I workshopping and I bombed. Nobody laughed. Nobody really seemed to respond. And then I chickened out of the ending, something I've only done one other time in the years I've been doing storytelling, where I'm just like, well, this ending sucks, and then like bolted off the stage. Because I just completely lost my nerve. I, I panicked, I freaked out, it was way too much pressure, and I was way too exhausted to handle it. So I went home, feeling sad. And when I went home feeling sad, I should have gone straight to bed, but I didn't, because I was feeling sad, which meant I was keyed up, which meant I was up for another two or three hours, which meant I only got like four hours of sleep the next day. Actually, it was like three. Because the next day, I was exhausted. And I was at work, and I kept nodding off. I kept falling asleep. I kept making stupid little mistakes on the various emails I was sending out and spreadsheets I was updating and, and, you know, cover designs that I was doing. 
And I was supposed to go to a, um, this like party a friend of mine was throwing, like a really small party, this woman and all of her female friends are going to be there and I'm single and I was definitely planning on going because I'm like, maybe I'll meet somebody at this thing. I was really excited about it. I was so exhausted and I kept nodding off at work. Then eventually just like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to go home and go straight to bed. Just go to bed at like, you know, seven o'clock or something. So I get on the train and I'm heading home and I fall asleep on the train. No big deal, right? Now, I'm wedged between, I, I, I knew I was going to fall asleep on this train, so I need to get a seat. And the only available seat, seat was between two very obese gentlemen. So it's a really narrow seat and I really have to wedge myself in there. So at the very least, if the train jolts, I'm not going to get tossed around because I'm securely fastened into my seat by two men's bottoms. Two stops away from my apartment, the guy on my left jams me in the ribs of his elbow and shouts at me, Hey, stay awake! Don't you fucking fall asleep, you pussy! You fall asleep again, I'm throwing you across the train! Now, I had been asleep for the past 45 minutes and was not expecting this, so my response was, What? Dude, what? Dude, you've had the past hour to say something. Why are you telling me this now? And he just kept screaming at me. You fall asleep, I'm throwing you across the train. I am throwing you across the train. I'm like, what? <laughs> Apparently I must have like leaned on him at a certain point. Now keep in mind, he's very obese and the other man's very obese too. So I'm going, no matter what, awake or asleep, I'm going to be touching them. There's no way I can't be touching them. They're both gigantic. But what? <laughs> so... That, and I didn't really stick up for myself because I was so tired and I was so groggy that I didn't know what to say. And it was like two stops away. So I just got up and went home. And I felt really depressed and like frustrated for the rest of the night that I let this like random asshole kind of bully me on the train. And like no one else was saying anything on the train. Everyone was just kind of doing that in New York, looking away, looking around. So that was... I, I wish you had yelled at him and just been like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to fall asleep in my apartment, and there's nothing you can do yeah. about it, dick. <laughs> yeah, and I'll show up. you. Yeah. Well, that was the thing is when that something like that happens, and I don't know if this is the case for you guys, but I spent the rest of the night thinking of all the things I should have said. Mm -hmm. It's this Le Spirit d'Escalator, sure. which I'm mispronouncing, the spirit of the staircase, all the cool things. Right, right. But, like, I can't not think about that, and I didn't want to obsess about it, but I spent the rest of the day thinking about it. I, um... I have never been able to fall asleep on the trains. I do very easily. And in fact, for a while, a couple years ago, any moving vehicle, I would not I, ride out. There, well, there are a couple of things. One, I am consistently aware that subways, the subway is like a place full of That's disgusting stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. But also, it's a place where they'll slit your pockets and take your things. Yeah. And it's a place where they'll, uh, well, they, well, they might kill you. Yeah. They might. I, so I, the only time I've ever fallen asleep on the subway was when I had a scorching case of mono that had not yet been diagnosed. And I just knew something was wrong. And I got on the train and immediately fell asleep. And then and there was, I was like 25, 26 years old. So like mono at that age is much worse than when you're a teenager. Um, and then, uh, I was going out to middle of nowhere, Brooklyn. So by the time I woke up, I was so groggy. I stumbled out of the train and just stood in the middle of Brooklyn. I was like, I don't know where I am. <laughs> Help me, Brooklyn. 
I'll follow the F train back. It's elevated, right? Nope. <laughs> it, <laughs> right. Went, it went into a hole. Oh, oh, that part of Brooklyn. And then I was like, oh, no. Um, sorry to derail, uh, but I just, I'm always, when uh, most people tell me at some point or another, like, oh, yeah, I fell asleep on the train. I'm like, what? How? I, I do almost every day. Like, I, I will take a cat nap on the way to work. I'll, sometimes I'll take a cat nap on the way back. It's never been a problem. No one, and look, it's New York. I've had people fall asleep on me all the time. You just fucking suck it up and deal with it. It's New York. I once but may, Maybe this guy, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, no, maybe this guy had seen you do it like 50, 60 times and he was just like, enough. Yeah, oh, I'm sure that's enough. what happened. I'm sure, but you know what? Say something before then, but before you get to the point where you explode. I would have, like, most people, I would have been perfectly accommodating and, and done my, my level best to not fall asleep on them. Because when you're, well, when that, you're sleeping, you have no the, idea you're doing it. That's the other it. thing I about no the idea. subway. You don't get people anywhere near their best. Yeah. Everybody on it is at their worst because oh, it's the A, it's the that's the other reason I can never sleep. It's the worst place in the world. <laughs> B, um, everybody on it is going someplace they don't want to go. Right. Nobody gets well, even I would when, argue even at five I, o'clock no, 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 everyone's no, 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 going no. home. Yeah, they're going yeah. home where they don't want to <laughs> yeah, be true. because they have to take the subway to get there. And, and I'm sorry, dude. Grand Central is the worst place in the world. Grand, no, Grand Central? I would argue Chinatown. Yeah. Uh, I, would, I, would Chinatown. Ar- I would argue uh, fucking uh, Port Authority. <laughs> Those are all great options, guys. Somalia. We can... Mm, Port Authority. Yeah. <laughs> Still going to say it's not hey, as bad. You, you want to finish your story? Sure. Um, and then the final leg of this journey uh, was that the next day, um, and I made sure I was rested for this, I did a uh, one-day workshop at the pit with uh, the great Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall. I was very, very excited. We were going to workshop a sketch. I worked really hard. And I pulled this sketch out from when we used to do, we used to do the sketch writing group, um, one that I really liked. Which one? Um, I don't, it was a Fish Finder 20K. I don't okay. remember if, if we had done that, if we read it out loud, but it was one I really liked. I was hoping it. it was Long Horse. I debated Long Horse. Long Horse is so good. Uh, oh, thank you. Um, so like three years later, I still can, think about can we Long go, Horse. Can we go a little bit more inside on this? We can, yeah. we can. No, um, I was kidding. Move on. <laughs> let's talk about Bard some more. Uh, <laughs> so, so I took my sketch there and, you know, I, I am very easily starstruck, but I also want to come off as like a normal guy who's treating like, so I was trying my best to be present and not be, like, starstruck, but also not clam up. And during the class, it seemed like he really liked my comments. Like, I would, you know, any, like, critiques I had seemed to be things that he was, like, oh, yeah, that's really good. So I'm, like, really excited. Like, oh, I'm, like, this is going really, really well. And then we got to my sketch, and it bombed so hard. Everyone else's sketch up in that point at least got some laughs here and there. Mine was dead silent. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that nobody laughed. Huh. And it's it's definitely a problematic sketch, and I've noticed that sketches that are heavy with the um, with stage direction don't get a lot of laughs at a table read. So I accept those two things. And to his credit, Kevin McDonald tried really, really hard to give me good criticism and feedback, but it mostly came down to, it's an interesting premise, you really do need to rewrite it from scratch. That was tough to take. And for the rest of the class, I just kind of didn't say anything because I'm like, well, my, I clearly don't know what the hell I'm talking about. And it's hard to get over that when you bomb in front of one of your heroes. And that being the second time that I'd bombed within three days, mm-hmm. that was, um, yeah, that was tough on the old ego. So yeah, so that was uh, last week. 
It was one of the worst weeks I've had in a very long time. I had a very nice therapy session going over it point by point. Um, thank God for therapy. But yeah, so that was that was my week. Yeah, I'm glad it's behind me. Nice. I um, quick anecdote. I uh, was in a very bad sketch group uh, post the sketch group that Dustin directed, um, and it was with a bunch of people who had met in a sketch workshop who I thought were pretty good, but everybody was really green. And, you know, you spend a year when you're starting a sketch group sucking anyway. So I was like, let's just put in our time. We'll see how it goes. And one of us got a, um, uh, what he described as an open mic, like just a variety show um, in the Triple Crown basement. And I'll, 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 I'll out the Triple Crown basement as being don't do shows at the Triple Crown basement. <laughs> I don't think I've ever. I didn't know they had a basement. They either. have. A, they have a basement, and it's the worst place in the world to do shows. Um, uh, I don't know the last thing we did. They rearranged it so it's not as miserable. But yeah, it's yeah, still, it's still it's still it's still in a basement. They vacuumed out. Look, I'm going to put it out there. The Triple Crown is one of the worst bars I've ever been in. I don't know why people go to it, and I don't know why people like it. I don't, and I and and and, and I make no fucking apologies for it. It's a terrible bar and it has a bad basement. Don't do shows there. So. All right. Um, it's one of the few places you can get an indie show in, in, in Manhattan, I understand. Um, but, uh, so I'm going, I, what was billed as an open mic, like variety show, had several people in it for whatever reason who are on the TV mm-hmm. doing the stand-up. Huh. And um, we were doing two sketches that were runner sketches that we had trimmed off the second and third beats of to, for time. So we just did the first beats of them. Huh. So there's no real solid resolution and not really all no, that funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, there's no build to it. And we were already a pretty bad group. <laughs> And I have never bombed that badly. I, because like the thing with like some bombing, like, and I've done all kinds of bombing, but the thing with some bombing or when you get heckled or some stuff is like, usually you can at least say, I stand behind this material. Right. Mm -hmm. They may not like it, but this is a representation of me. This is a representation of my ideas. No, this was bad material (laughs) (laughs) being done badly in a bad environment. In front of a very important audience. <laughs> so that happened once. So that's why you're here. So that's why I'm here at uh, Studio 3C. Um, and now I'll tell my story. Yay! Um, all right. So uh, this has been a particularly stressful uh, summer uh, for me um, for a number of reasons. And... Uh, it's been a very, very stressful summer, uh, and my baseline is usually very stressful, because um, I'm a person with a lot of anxiety, and I'm a person who puts a lot of stress on himself, so I'm normally, at a base, pretty stressed out. Uh, I did not know that. Really? You never noticed? No. Anyway, sorry. Yes. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm normally pretty stressed out. We're, ju- we're just scared for you. <laughs> well, as well, you should be. Um, I'm normally pretty. I'm a normally pretty stressed out person. I'm normally over serious and whatever. Um, but on top of that, 
a bunch of stuff has uh, been conspiring to be even more stressful. And if you know anything about anxiety, anxiety is like Skynet when it first becomes um, <laughs> sentient, the way Arnold uh, describes it as growing at a geometric rate. Uh, stress and anxiety aren't additive. Um, the things that are making you stressed out normally, if you start adding more stress to, to the package, uh, they, they get exponentially larger um, and worse. Uh, so I'm, I don't want to go into a lot of like the uh, recent stressors because um, they're, uh, they're their own stories anyway, and also a lot of them would violate sort of the, the premise of, the, of, of this uh, podcast because they're, they're sort of long burns that I would have to go back to. Well, in childhood, <laughs> my dad did this. But I. But, uh, but for quick reference, please check out the first six episodes of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I will say a couple things um, uh, about the things that just kind of make me naturally stressed out. There are a few things. Um, uh, one um, is uh, uh, work. I've always been stressed out. I've always thought, yeah, I might be about to lose my job. Um, why? I don't know. It's no stress. Isn't rational. Two um, is food. Food always makes me really stressed out uh, for two reasons. One, used to be a really fat kid. Um, and uh, two, uh, did a lot of eating to mitigate my stress because it kind of makes you high, you know, especially sugar. Um, so uh, I would address stress by eating and then be fat, which would be stressful. And then I would address that by eating, and that would go on. Um, and then the three, in line with um, being uh, a fat person and when I was a kid, is exercise uh, or, or physical activity. Uh, makes me very stressed out because kids are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and if they sense weakness or see fatness, they will be shitty to you no matter how well you're doing uh, usually you're doing badly um, when you're a kid. So I was bad at exercise, um, which made me fatter, and I ate a lot, which made me fatter and stressed her. Um, uh, and uh, that's a long way of saying um, uh, I, none of this is rational, you know, because I am an actual physical badass. You wouldn't know it to look at me um, because certain fat just never fucking goes away as much as you fucking try without surgery. But I've run about a dozen half marathons in the last five years. Uh, three full marathons. I'm currently training for a fourth, two Spartans, and I walk 15 miles a day as part of my job. Um, I could, I could fucking take any of you. Come at me. He does have a cane with all the bells. He does have a cane. Yeah. Uh, okay, You're, you've got the crazy blind I can, I can, cane. I can, I can reach it from where I'm sitting. So, <laughs> so we're using so mind powers. Yeah. Uh, we're, you may be able to take me, Dustin. Um, but... Again, it's not rational, all this stress and, um, and anxiety. So, 
Oh, and just to be clear, I have a black one too that you don't even see coming. Yeah, really? wow. for formal events. Yeah, Re- that's really yeah, fucking awesome. Yeah, kind of hot. That's <laughs> that's fucking cool. Yeah, Dustin could kick my ass. Um, uh, so all all the stress, the new stressors, the old stressors, kind of um, hit a, a, a flame point last uh, Friday. Um, and as I said, both my wife and I cope by eating. So we ate a massive amount of like spicy Thai food and then went and got frozen yogurt at the local frozen yogurt place where you weigh your own yogurt. Um, we probably got a pound each. Uh, which we usually, which we basically use, we use the yogurt as a candy vehicle, a candy yeah, delivery system, sure, which is sure. how they work at a by weight place. You, there's like all this attractive candy that you throw on top of this. Was it like a $45 ice cream? Uh, it was so, it was, <laughs> we had a free card, so they took 10 ounces off and it was still about $15. Jeez. Um, we should just buy the fucking candy. The ice cream, the fucking frozen yogurt is pretty terrible. It's not yeah. good frozen yogurt. No, it's a good candy holder. Just it's buy a great candy. We could, we could get... Um, all this bulk candy on our own, mm-hmm. save like $30 and not have to eat the shitty yogurt that we don't really want. Uh, but uh, we're idiots. Um, so we ate all that and I mentioned I've been in training for a marathon, right? Uh, I had a five mile run that I had to do, um, the next morning and I say I had to do it. No, I didn't. But I've been training for this, for this full marathon, and it's a very stressful process for me because it activates my anxiety about being physically incapable. And while I've run three other marathons, this one I'm coming into the season a little injured. I've, I screwed up my Achilles, so I've been sort of not yet training. This was the first run I was going to go on of any length. And it was five miles, and I was going to run it myself because I wasn't running with my normal group. I couldn't schedule that. So all these things were making me very anxious. So I dealt by eating all that. I uh, went to bed, woke up at 6.30 the next morning, felt okay. And I kept the run to a half mile out from my apartment and then back. I was just going to do that five times. Half mile out, half mile back, that's a mile. Half mile out, half mile back, two miles. And it was going pretty well. I was really worried about my ankle. Um, My Achilles tendon has been bothering me a lot, but it felt better than it had in months. So I'm pounding along, thinking this is going pretty good, this is going pretty good. And at two and a half miles out, when I was a half mile away from my apartment, and it was about seven in the morning, so nothing was yet open, I went from everything is fine in one second to I have to shit so badly in the next as all that Thai food and fucking shitty ice cream decided to enter my colon at exactly the same moment. Friends, (laughs) (laughs) I've never felt pain like that. And, um... Anybody who says as that they have not shit themselves as an adult is a liar. Uh, 
everybody's done it once or twice. I've done it once or twice. There's that moment where you go, oh, this is, this is going to happen. Where you surrender, where you know that there's no power on earth that you have to move yourself quickly enough to a bathroom. And for me, that happened on, between 49th and 50th Street, 43rd Avenue in Sunnyside, Queens. Everything took place right there. Then mm. I walked back to my apartment. Very concerned for some reason that people could tell <laughs> that everybody I was walking by was like, he banned his shit himself or whatever. <laughs> um, maybe they could. I walk into my apartment and my wife looks up at me with her sweet angelic face and goes, how'd it go? And I just said, not good. <laughs> I'm going to be in the shower. And somehow she still is in love with me. A monster like me can, can be loved. There's hope for us all. Um, uh, so that happened. And then we went and we had an equally stressful week this week. Um, uh, a bunch of like really awful stuff happened, including um, Kelly's grandmother passed away. Um, and uh, we just got back into the city this weekend. And this morning, I ran six and a half fucking miles. <laughs> so fuck you, colon. <laughs> um, that's my story, guys. That was beautiful. Thank, um, oh, thank you. I, is beautiful the right word there? Yes. Yes, it is. Because he, he stared adversity right into its single brown eye. And he <laughs> said, no, sir, not today. Well, I said, right. I said, okay, today, today, next, next, next week, week. I'm getting you back, showing yeah. you what for. Because believe me, I'm, I'm on your side. No, but it's not. just a question You've never of. Never been on my side. That's true. The, um, other, the alternative no. would be on shit's side, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know anyone else right. on that side. <laughs> right. I'm just saying that, like, I'm, I'm on his side, but it's a question of, like, did he overcome adversity, or did adversity just happen, and he didn't immediately die? I mean... Or is that just overcoming adversity? I think I, that's the definition I, of overcoming. Every ten, time you haven't died, you overcome adversity. <laughs> I th- uh, Yeah, I mean, just the, the, the scale odds of being alive at all are so great that we're yeah. all kind of miracles. But I don't think of this as overcoming anything in particular. I uh, just... Uh, just was, right, and don't get me wrong, you've overcome a ton of adversity in a ton of different ways. Have I? I yeah. I'm, I mean, come on, let's be, let's be honest, I'm white. I know, but I mean, but everybody's got their own thing. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, that, like, I, I, I'm not trying to, I'm not, I'm not trying to shit on you. <laughs> <laughs> I've already handled it. Don't worry. <laughs> Were you wearing shorts? Yeah. Uh huh. My my fear is that people would see it running down my leg. Oh well, it, I mean, when the, I shot how, myself how, in kindergarten, that was eventually what happened. But I was wearing long pants. So how how graphic do you want me to be? No, it, very it, none. It did none, it, zero. It, that did not happen. Okay. So I guess we split the difference on that one. Yeah, um, yeah I, I have shat myself as an adult twice, but it was never terribly catastrophic. It was just like a little nugget. <laughs> sure. um, and the, the, the one I remember distinctly was it was I had the flu and I was on the couch and I was watching Ringo Starr in Caveman. And those, all of those events. I recognize that all those are words, but I don't yeah. know what any it's of it means. It's a terrible movie from the 70s where Ringo Starr plays a caveman. And it's 
like a stupid comedy. It was on TNT, and I was sick, so it was on. And um, and I, and I farted, but it wasn't a fart. No sir, it was a shit. But um, it's never been quite so catastrophic um, as what you experienced. Well, yeah, I mean, it was perfectly timed, and it was. Uh, it was perfectly timed in like how far away from my apartment it was, but it was. And you also, couldn't have ducked into like a store or anything. There's just no time. It was seven in the morning. Oh, that's right. Open. Okay, nothing. But would be like, open. and and also, um, it was perfectly timed in the sense of I was already sweaty, hot, and uncomfortable. Right. We couldn't have like pulled to the side and just sort of like pooped onto the road and then moved on with your life. Does anyone move on with their life after squatting over the road and shitting? I mean, no. It's a residential neighborhood, and I don't want to be labeled a sex offender, which you definitely can if you if you take it out and right. shit. Yeah, mm. that can be that can be yeah, that's a good, good way to go to. Also, I'm in my neighborhood um, uh, where I work. <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's a number of reasons like, why that's not. I don't really. I'm I'm perfectly willing to out myself as having had gotten sick, but I'm not willing to drop trow and shit yeah. on the ground. Okay. In case, like you know, a client happens to walk by and be like, "Yeah, you're fired." <laughs> <laughs> I, I would tell everybody I know. I would imagine amongst the, the many frustrating things about that situation is the fact that you have the desire to run the rest of the way home. Oh, but yeah, cease but no. to have the ability to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you want to get you want to get there as quickly as possible. But you have to resign yourself to just the total defeat of, like, we are, yeah. Did you have to force nonchalance on the walk back? No, I just uh, sort of, I grew, I I aged about 50 years Uh. and just stooped over Uh. and let the defeat roll off of me. (laughs) And then had that prayer of, like, please nobody in the elevator. Please don't. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, it was that day. The elevator was broken. Of course. He had to walk up like five Five flights. flights. Well, on that note. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that was just a beautiful, beautiful show. Um, Very human. Do you guys have anything you want to plug? Uh, No. Uh, No. All right. Uh, I'm feeling too dirty to think about anything. Too dirty? I'm going to plug, by the time when this comes out, I think, yeah, so we're the tail end of July. Um, we'll be co-hosting Relationship uh, August 8th at 8 p.m. at The Tank. Oh, yeah, I'll plug that, too. Oh, that's right, and you're on it. Yes, I'm on Sweet. it. Sweet. So, um, go so see that. two of us will be on that. What, um, what day of the week is that? And that is a Sator day. All right, all right, all right. And, um, yeah, um, for more information about this podcast, you can go to whenlastweleftourpodcast.com. You guys want to plug your websites or your socials, medias? Uh, no. Uh, for some reason, I'm going to say social security. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One, four, Any, seven, yeah, two, any, eight. Yeah, anybody looking for me online <laughs> to steal my identity, it's just as easy. Um, no, I have nothing nothing that I'm looking to plug right now. All right. Uh, same here. Um, <laughs> I feel great. like I shocked you all into, <laughs> into submission. Yep, yeah. yep, you did. You destroyed our, I don't, our spirit. I don't, I don't want to go out anymore. Great. All right. All right. <laughs> On that note, ladies and yeah. gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Um, see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Thank you.